G'day punters, yes, g'day punters, and welcome to the Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 30, otherwise known as Christmas for the racing fans, Joel, uh, Victoria Derby Day, we've even got a few spectators, 5,500 lucky souls will be on course at Flemington for nine group races, four of them group ones. Yeah, excellent program, Barks. As, as you said, great to have some fans on track, around 10,000 or 5,000-odd, is it, for Derby Day? I think 10,000 even for later in Cup Week. So it's going to be great to have some atmosphere there. And as you said, the program, well, it, uh, it certainly befits a big crowd because it is a, a cracking program on Saturday. Uh, the four Group 1s, as you mentioned, the Coolmore Stud Stakes is a ripper. You could have about nine or ten picks in that and... And perhaps still miss the winner. So there's some uh, lucrative cash up for grabs for whichever Colt wins that race. And obviously the Derby uh, this year, I think it's pretty open. I think, um, you know, you've got Forgot You and Gunstock probably heading the market, but I think there's plenty of other chances. Certainly is a wide open Derby. As I've written in the publications this week, uh, there's always calls that uh, the Derby has got to be overhauled usually shortened, possibly moved to autumn, um, but they keep rolling out for it. Uh, as I've mentioned, there's 10 of the past 11 years we've had, uh, a, a, well, it's a 16-horse capacity and uh, we've had 16 acceptors, and uh, this week we had 24 acceptors, so we've got four emergencies and four ballots. So, look, um, Johnny Get Angry, last year's winner, hasn't exactly uh, kicked on, uh, and that is often the case with the Victoria Derby winner and, indeed, uh, the also runs uh, last year's field of 14 have only managed five wins between them since then, and only one of them is a black type race. Uh, but it's not putting anyone off, Joel. Where uh, everyone's still pretty keen to race for that two million, even if it is 2,500 metres in October. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there's been yeah, well, they've been talking about that for a long time, haven't they? And uh, look, I, I I think it should stay at this distance. I think that just you know it's just what a derby. What a derby is. So I think, uh, as you said, they continue to get big full-size field. I think there was 24 acceptors. There was four left on the ballot. So they were certainly uh, queuing up to get in. And I think it's a very open race this year. A couple of the other races, I think, are also very open. The Empire Rose. Uh, interesting, the Cantala. We've got a few mares going to that race. So dodging the uh, wait for age, I guess, against their own sex and, and going towards the handicap and getting some weight relief against the boys. So it'll be interesting to see how those, uh, I think we've got three or four. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. It certainly will. Well, uh, with all that padding, while I've been waiting for Daniel to join us, uh, he still hasn't, but uh, that's Daniel Nuttall, of course. I'm speaking to Joel Marshall and I'm John Barker. Sorry that I think I might have forgotten the introductions this week. But uh, while we're waiting for Daniel, Joel, um, we will just attack this massive Flemington program. And race one, the first of, uh, I think it would be 37 races at the Flemington Spring Carnival. As always, is the Carbine Club Stakes. This year, the Paramount Plus Carbine Club Stakes, 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at Group 3 level. It's uh, it's always a fascinating race. Uh, Godolphin, you often go well. Chris Waller often goes well. And uh, both are represented this time. What did you like here, Joel? Yeah, sticking with Chris Waller and his Philly fangirl. Um, not certain of Philly's record in this race. I suppose I should have looked at that. But um, 
I think she can take it out. She's a very smart filly. They thought about raising the bar and going to the flight stakes or the thousand guineas, but they held her back and she got her listed within the Reginald Allen in a bit of a tricky spot on the turn. It was a lovely ride by James McDonald to get her into clear air. And she did the rest. She let down strongly for a good win. This is, a, you know, maybe a little bit tougher taking the boys, but I don't think it's an overly strong carbine club this year. And I think she can get punters off on the off to the perfect start. I think three pre to turn looks a logical danger coming through the Caulfield Guineas. He ran super on debut at Sandown, and then they really threw him into the deep end in the Guineas, and he beat half the field home. He wasn't too far off. Forgot you. He came out and won the Vars last week, and he'll be favourite for the Derby. So I think he's the main danger. And then I've gone for a couple of roughies. Next best, 13, Celtic Glory. Well, I see he's gone, or she has gone up at $151. But just taking a line through her form last prep, twice she was competitive with Water Fox, who I liked at the Valley last week, and she ran second. A little bit disappointing first up in a maiden at Ballarat, but I think she can improve off of that. She's a good roughie to throw into your exotics. And in for fourth, number eight, Corkscrew. Good debut winner. Measured up pretty well at stakes class next time and gets the blinkers here. Third up. Keen on fangirl. Best of the day. So we're going early. 11, 3, 13, 8. I'm with you, Joel. Going early. Fangirl. Best of the day for me as well. But uh, as you say, we probably should have looked up that Phillies record. Uh, our good friend, Malcolm McLaren of formfocus.com.au informs us that the last filly to win this race was permiscuous in 2006. And overall, we've got one, two, three, four. We've only got five fillies winners. Race has been going 48 years. Uh, doesn't actually tell you how many have been in it. Uh, possibly the, the, uh, the good fillies don't really attack this one, especially when you've got a 1,600-metre uh, weight for age group one on the same day uh, that fillies are eligible for. Uh, and I'm speaking of the Empire Rose stakes there. Anyway, I've got Brigantine for second, Grassilli Styler for third and Capital Legend for fourth. 11, 1, 7 and 9 are my numbers. We head to race two on the Flemington card as I just uh, switch across uh, browsers here. And that happens to be last roll of the dice for a few to uh, get into the Melbourne Cup. It is the Lexus Hotham Stakes 2,500 metre group three quality handicap. And uh, by Jingo's, Joel, it's not the strongest Hotham I've ever seen. No, it certainly is not. Uh, it's really up for grabs here. Great House has the form, and you can see why he's favourite. Fifth in the Metro, fifth in the Caulfield Cup. It stands out as the best form. He's going to be hard to beat. I'm gone for number seven to beat him, Mankayan. Just thinking there's a fair bit of upside with this import. Now, he ran second to Away He Goes before he left the UK. Of course, that galloper was... We're being spoken about as a bit of a danger um, in the Melbourne Cup before he went amiss earlier this week. And Mankayan's first run in Australia was outstanding, hitting the line hard at a mile. He then went up to Sydney and disappointed. Well, he didn't really disappoint. He was beaten as favourite, but he ran well both times with big weights. And then he came back to Melbourne, tackled a benchmark 78 on 1,000 guineas day again with a big weight, and he went down fighting. Blinkers on, down to 54. Linda Meach uh, will know him better now for having had the ride on him. So I'm going to lean his way from four great house. As I said, he's got the right form lines. Uh, in for third, number six, Emissary. Another import. I thought his uh, Australian debut was very good. Next couple, okay. He probably got dragged back by a tiring runner at the wrong stage at Caulfield last start. So he can be a bit forgiving for that. And in for fourth, number five, fun fact. 
Uh, he had issues last time. Forget that. Prior to that, he was a good third in the Colin Stephen and looked like a coming winner. Seven on top from four, six and five. I'm with the obvious here in Great House and the other established class, although uh, not going well, going okay now, and that's Mirage Dancer. Uh, I've got Mankane and Emissary, 4176. Race three on Victoria Derby Day at Flemington is the Z Run Wakeful Stakes, 2,000 metres. Set weights and penalties, three-year-old fillies, group two. They're on their way to the Oaks. Joel? Yeah, I was sticking with the 1,000 guineas winner, number one, Yearning. I've always thought this filly was going to win a nice race, and she finally did, getting out to the mile. Uh, she ran well in the manifold and then stormed down the outside. It was a bit of a messy 1,000 guineas. It was good speed to suit the back markers and a few down near the, near the fence got into a bit of trouble. But uh, she looked good winning, and she's out of rising romance. So I think the step up in distance is only going to suit. They were, I think they were tinkering with the idea of going to the uh, the Mayor's Group 1, um, but the Empire Rose, but they've gone here to the 2000 and sticking to her own age and sex. So I'm with yearning from four, Barbara Ada, also coming through the 1,000 guineas. She sat pretty close to that good speed, and I thought she battled on really well. Back, out to t- uh, back up in trip, out to 2,000 metres is perfect. And then a couple... I guess sort of coming from different form lines. Six, Decour, the No Now You Never filly out of his appeal mare. Sixth of eight behind Rhinoceros last start, but was only a length and a half off him and didn't have a lot of luck. Looks desperate for this longer trip. And eight, Willowy, daughter of Kermadec from the Godolphin team. Runner up in a, uh, in a Golden Maiden and then far too good in a Newcastle Maiden last start with a big weight. She looks very progressive. And I think it's over the odds in the early market. One on top for me, though, from four, six and eight. Uh, I've gone outside the 1,000 guineas form, well, for my top selection anyway, and that is number three, El Patroness, coming back from taking on the boys, running second to Gunstock in the Norman Robinson, a.k.a. Caulfield Classic. Uh, Barb Raider, yearning, and the ethereal winner, Daisies, for the second, third, and fourth. Three, four, one, and two. Race four on Derby Day at Flemington is the TAB Not One Day Lynn Lithgow Stakes, 1,200-metre Group 2 Handicap. Joel? Up towards the top with the two Kems. A camel passer from Kementari for me. Camel passer, really good straight performer. He was just edged out behind Kementari last time out. A little bit of a weight swing, I think it's a kilo. Uh, he'll be better for that run. And just think third up, he's ready to peak. Kementari really showed that will to win there in the Gill guy. And then he went to Sydney and ran well again. He was sort of just off midfield and in a bit of restricted room, but kept finding the line well behind Big Parade. I think he's definitely a winning chance again. For Brooklyn Hustle had no luck at Caulfield. It was well documented there. Probably should have gone close to winning. Uh, three runs at the track for nothing. She can be, you know, a little bit, a little bit sort of hit and miss, I guess, this girl. Just her racing pattern, I guess that's what lends itself to she's always going to find some bad luck in the races but if she gets clear air here she can be tough to beat and nine pandemic another of the godolphin runners down towards the bottom both runs this time in have been quite good no match for lombardo last time out he ran okay in the group one since down on 53 kilos i thought he could bob up into the minor money two on top though from one four and nine dan has joined us so uh dan why don't you just run through your numbers and, and names uh, for the first three races and uh, then preview the Lynn Lithgow for us. Carbine Club, the first. So I've got the three on top. 
uh, predetermined. Excellent in the Guineas from a long way back in a wide draw. Um, 11 fangirl in next. Obviously winning t- twice in a row. 1,600 metres looks to suit. Uh, Brigantine and Wilson's prom chances as well. 3-11-1-5. Or on top, Great House. Pretty keen on him here. I thought he was excellent in the Caulfield Cup. Did have a 50 kilos, but in the inferior going, I thought he runs very well. Um, this is a much weaker assignment um, and looks to be going quite well. Still stay with a bit of upside to come under 14 starts. So four on top for me. Three, LaDon V. His best form can give the shake, but um, this has been a little bit plain of late here. Fourth up might show a little bit of improvement. I've got the seven and the five as well chances. Four, three, seven, five in race two and the third. Uh, sticking with Daisies, I was with her last start and uh, it was a very good Damien Lane ride, sort of <clears throat> heading to the front there. And she lasted, seemed to relish 2,000 metres, stays at the trip. Hard to beat again. One, yearning, bred to enjoy the rise and trip. Last start, group one winner. Uh, the four, Barb Raider and the eight, Willowy. Smaller chances, but two on top of one, four and eight. And in the Lynn Lithgow, I got the four, Brooklyn Hustle on top. Not normally one of mine, but um, obviously... No no luck whatsoever last start. The Flemington Straight should get every chance to run them down. Uh, so she's on top for me. Seven, Oxley Road, um, just improving with racing. This bloke still is best yet to come. And Pandemic and Kementari, two of the good Dolphin runners. The chance as well, four, seven, um, one and nine in race four. Uh, I'm sticking with Oxley Road in race four to beat Camel Passer, Instant Celebrity and Kementari, seven, two, three, one. Race five at Flemington on Saturday is the first of the Group 1s. TAB Empire Rose Stakes, 1,600 metre standard weight for age for fillies and mares worth a million bucks, Joel. A nine Amaralina for me. She's had two runs this time in up in Sydney. I thought she was pretty good in the Bill Ritchie against the boys. She got back. She was giving a bit of weight away. She ran really well. The Epsom Quinella came out of that a tissue. The winner came out and ran well in the Epsom. She then went to the angst and drew 13 of 13, had 59, couldn't slot in, was wide. She loomed up and, and kept battling away really well, beating two lengths. I like her back here at the set weights. Third up, ready to peak, good draw. I think she's ready to uh, show her best Amaralina. Uh, 12 Kiku, I think is a good value play. She's had two runs also, back from a spell up in Sydney. She also comes through the angst. Beat Amaralina home there, had a softer run from the inside draw. I thought she battled on quite well. She's got a fair bit of upside about her, this girl. And then up towards the top, looking at the class runners. Three, Tafane, who is having a good prep without winning, but some excellent form lines around her. Deserved favourite. And one, Colette. Probably going to need some rain around to show her absolute best, but she's all class and won't be too far from them. Uh, just the other one that I thought had a bit of a chance was 10, Cyrileo Miss, uh, on the up. Just going to need a bit of luck from the draw. Nine for me from 12, three and one. With the one on top, Colette, um, back in trip last start. She was too, far too classy for him that day. The conditions there, soft seven, um, are ideal sort of situations. That was a wet track, but she did run well in Maccabi Diva over this 1,600-metre journey. Two back, um, just over three lengths behind incentivise, up to 1,600 metres here. Um, even on a, on a drier track this time around, I think she'll be hard to beat. So one on top, two, Mystic Journey. Operation. Uh, terrific running on last starts in the group two behind Silver Star against the, against the race pattern. Um, can't be discounted. Not much luck in a race in this race last year, Mr. Journey. 
in for third, I have the five. Uh, still a star. Deserves to win a, a big one like this. She um, brave win last time. Drawn much better here, and she'll f- certainly feature with the right run. And in for fourth, I have the 12, Kiku. One sort of over the odds. Um, not much luck in a benchmark race to kick off the preparation. So she sort of have to <clears throat> has to take another step up here. If it was good in an eighth last start, um, over the odds, I thought, and um, worth thought to sort of wider uh, exotics. One, two, five, and then 12. I am with the Tasmanians. It won't surprise listeners to learn Mystic Journey to beat Still a Star. The class to Fane and Nimal Lee down from Sydney, two, five, three, and six. My fun fact about the Empire Rose is that barriers nine to 13 have provided 12 of the past 14 winners, including the past 10. And uh, that doesn't suit any of my tips, apart from uh, Nimal Lee, who is uh, barrier nine, will come in if anything gets scratched inside it. Uh, race six is the first leg of the quaddy, second of the group ones, and is the main race of the day on Victoria Derby Day. It is the Penfolds Victoria Derby. 2,500 metres, set weights for three-year-olds. It is worth $2 million, Joel. Going with the Sydney form, number three, Allegron here. I just think he's been a bit of a work in progress for the Godolphin team up there this time in. I thought he was uh, good in the gloaming and then good in the spring champion stakes. He, he sort of ground away there halfway up the straight. Now, I thought his last 50 metres, he was really pulling ground off the runner-up, uh, the flight stakes winner from the week before. I'm just banking on the Profondo form. I think he's very, very good Profondo. And I don't think there's much between these Victorian horses. So I just thought at $10, Allegron, I think he'll run the distance out no problem. So I'm going to go with him each way uh, to beat nine Hitotsu. This would be a training effort, but... Uh, if anyone can do it, I think the Ma Eustace team can. Straight out of the Caulfield Guineas into the Derby for Hitotsu, whose Guineas run was very good. And I certainly want to uh, save on him. Uh, one forgot you, really savaged the line in the Vars. He had to get going to pick up that uh, tear away, come under Harry, and he got there right on the line. This has looked his race for a while. And also coming out of the Vars, I thought Jungle Magnate was uh, very good there. He can settle closer. He was uh, ridden very quietly from the wide gate. I expect him to posse up closer and be thereabouts. Uh, he won't get a run, but number 20, Spirit of Gaylard, would have been my top pick if there's a miracle and he sneaks in. Otherwise, it's 3-9-1-7. With the seven, Jungle Magnate, a son of the 2015 Derby winner, Tarzino. Um yeah, from the wide draw, I, I had to go back. It was last 600 metres to go in that vase, but tried to tack on to Forgot You there and um, it was a track, track wider on the turn, but he just kept coming. He was strong through the line after sustain, sustaining a, a long, wide run. Thought he was excellent from that wide draw. From that effort, gives the impression he should relish the rise in trip. Uh, obviously, there might be a question mark or a few of these, but... From what I've seen, I think he can win. He can certainly handle the 2,500 metres, um, no problem. And from a, as Joel said, from a from a sort of a better draw, gate five this time around, he'll set, certainly settle a lot closer. So Jungle Magnet, um, that last start run was very good and willing to back him here in the derby. The seven, I've got the three in next, Allegron. Uh, Miss Sydney form, this preparation has been quite good. Um, finishing off nicely in the champion, in the spring champion last start. I think that's. I think that form does stack. Will stack up nicely here. Nine in next Atotsu. Yeah, the query is sixteen hundred up to twenty five hundred meters. But his Guineas run 
was outstanding. Uh, he was strong through the line and nearly in front. He was certainly across the line with plenty to give, wanted to keep running and um, yeah, he handled the rise and trip. That was obviously the, obviously the query, as I said, but um, I, thought, I thought he's got uh, plenty of ability and right in the game from a good draw, the good rider on, on board and in for fourth, have the one. Forgot you. Seven, three, nine and one for me. Forgot you for me to beat Gunstock, Allegron and Commander Harry. One, four, three and eight. Race seven at Flemington on Saturday is the third of the group one, second leg of the quaddy. Coolmore stud stakes, 1,200 metres set weights for three-year-olds. And it is worth one and a half million. As always, Joel, it's a cracking race. Indeed it is, and just tricky to line up, which is going to be the best form. Um, yeah, tough race. I'm back in the corner of Artorias. I don't think I've tipped him since tipped him to win the Blue Diamond, and I've always sort of had him in the numbers since then, but just sort of taken him on. But back with him here, he's going really well. We all know his he's habit of missing the start. So he drew well in the Caulfield Guineas. A lot of people were hoping he could settle closer. It didn't happen. He ran home very strongly there behind uh, Animo nearly won the Cox Plate. I just think that I think the straight will suit him. He, he got beaten at Flemington three back, but I, I think the straight where he can get back, but they you know they don't often fly along, so I don't think he'll be spotting them too big a start. I think he'll be just savaging the line. So good each way play, Artoria six Pulele. I think is the hardest to beat. His form up in Sydney this time in has sort of been near faultless. He had the pattern against him when beaten by Home Affairs two back, but bounced back with a strong win in the Roman Consul. He's won five from nine, so I think he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, 13 overpass, coming through that Roman console. Might be the best roughy. He didn't have much hope in the Heritage first up, also in that Pulele Home Affairs race. And then he had the best splits of the race there in the Roman console and hitting the line really strongly. So I, and I thought of a, a good good jump out at Flemington down the straight. A few of these jumped out last week, and I, I thought he took the eye. So he could be the best roughy. And seven, Kalos. Just whether that Danehill forms the, the right form, I'm not sure, but he looked good winning and he might be underrated again. Uh, number two on top, Artorias from 6, 13 and 7. And with one of the Godolphin Colts in Pulele on top, it's an excellent campaign. Dominant win up to 1,200 metres last start. Um, he defeated in the Congo earlier in the campaign, giving that, uh, that horse carrying six kilos less and... Good against home affairs from a wide gate two back. He just keeps running well. Um, 1,200 metres seems to be his pet trip. Good draw. and um, He's on top for me. The six, five home affairs. Took on an Everest last start and um, just couldn't match motors with, with Nature's trip up on the speed there and he tied out of it. But the, the first that win, up, win over Pulele was very good. Um, here third up, think ready to peak. And, yeah, definite winning chance. A nine in next Extreme Warrior. Hard to ignore his blue sapphire win. Thrashing Profiteer, the stable mate, who's always had a bit of a rap on him. Um, and in for fourth, I have the three ingratiating. Probably after that first up win in the Vain Stakes would have been one of the favourites for this race um, in, the, in the early markets. And his form since has been a little bit disappointing. He was... He was Got okay behind Ranch and his next start, but he was disappointing the Dane Hill. Uh, bounced back to form somewhat in the Manicato. Well, not, not a strong Manicato, must be said, but bounced back with a good run into third. Um, if he can find his best form, I think he's over the odds ingratiating. Six, five, nine, and three. Uh, well, the fact that this 
was um, a, a wide open race is uh, probably indicated by the fact that I think we found nine different horses in our top four. I'm with Kalos, uh, very impressive in the Dane Hill, certainly hasn't done anything wrong this prep and made Kalos my value bet on the card. In fact, to beat the Philly, Gimme Par in the Congo, the Golden Rose winner and Extreme Warrior, so 7-17. Four and nine for me. Last of the group ones, third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Derby Day is the Kennedy Cantala, 1,600-metre quality handicap, worth $2 million bucks. Joel. Six Arameo for me. He's been placed all three this time in in Sydney. Excellent behind Zaki first up. That was when he was big odds and, and got under some people's guards. He went to the, the Bill Ritchie and, and probably defied the well, had to defy the tempo of the race there to get over the top of them, and he couldn't quite do it, but he did well with 58 kilos to run third and then backed that up with an excellent run in the Epsom, nailed late by Private Eye. Drawn well, stays down in the weights. I think he's a good, safe each-way plate. From 11, Shayu, we were speaking earlier about some of the mares taking on the boys here. I like her being kept fresh. They dodged that Caulfield race after her first up win at Sandown, which was a, an excellent win. Just savage the line there. I think she's going to be very hard to hold out. Uh, 14, Mr. Brightside. Couldn't leave him out. Toughest test to date. But, uh, you know, six wins on the trot just has taken every step they've asked of him and beat a pretty good one in Wicklow Town last time out. So I think he can run well. And two, Cascadian. Uh, good in the Epsom with 56.5. Again, he's got that big weight, but he ran well in this race last year and he's rarely far away in races like this. Six on top of 11, 14 and two. Yeah, all these quaddy legs are tough. I thought this was the, the toughest one. There's... Um make a case for pretty much all the field with the exception of two or three. I've got one at a bit of odds here in the 12, Just Folk. He's on the quick backup. He won the Crystal Mile, I thought, quite well last Saturday, 59 kilos at Wait for Age, um, coming up against some pretty decent Wait for Age horses. He was sort of untested at that level, but uh, was given a good ride up on the speed and proved too strong, obviously enjoying the uh, – the wet track that day so the rain does come before saturday and the, the track gets into the soft ranges his chances are enhanced 59 back to 52 kilos here um, drawn for a soft run and 600 meter form is quite good he was should have finished a lot closer to mr Brightside in the seymour cup two back um back in a race that was suited to the on paces but he's finished off as well as anything there from the from the back um yeah, I just thought over the odds in an open race is worth an each-way bet, the 12. Got the 10 in next, Quantum Mechanic, who's having a good preparation without winning. She didn't have a whole heap of room in the Turak last start, but she kept coming to the line. Um, connections elected for this race over the Empire Rose. Gets a 52 kilos in this. And very consistent mare who um, has an excellent record over 1,600 metres. So definite chance. Uh, the 14, Mr. Brightside, the... The up-and-coming horse, six from eight wins. Um, defeat of Wicklow Town last start. He's come out and won at Mooney Valley since. He just park him, parks himself right up on the speed, gives himself every chance and a good draw here, 52 kilos. He's definitely one of the main hopes. And in for fourth, I have the 11, Shalo. Um, ran, well <laughs> ran well in Derby Day in the Empire Rose last year. Um, takes on this race to time in and has to be considered as well. But... Chances obviously don't end there. 12, 10, 14, and then 11. Uh, my number's similar to Joel. I've gone with Arameo to beat Superstorm Shayo and Mr. Brightside. Bad news for Mr. Brightside, the favourite, or the favourite at this stage anyway, is that 
Uh, oh, I could have sworn I saw some bad. Oh, yeah, Bowman's the only favourite to have won this race in the past 11 years, but I guess that's not surprising with a uh, very rich 1,600-metre handicap. And seven of the past 11 winners have jumped from barrier eight or wider, so that's not good news for Aramayo. It is good news for Superstorm. It's good news for Shayo. It is not good news for Mr. Brightside. Finally, on Derby Day at Flemington, we have race nine, the Furphy Sprint, 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties for the Mayors at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, cracking race. Uh, not an easy finish to the day, but uh, I'm going for one at a bit of odds here. Her form on paper doesn't read well, but I think she's going okay. Number eight, Adalong. She's been taking on the big guns in all those big sprint races um, up in Sydney, and she just hasn't been suited at all. But she's an 1,100-metre specialist. And I did know Glenn Boss's comment post her, la her last run, where she did sort of drop out late and finish eighth. She wasn't thrashed. He did say she was flying and is ready to win the right race. So, look, this isn't easy, but it might just be the right race at 40 to 1. Adelong, ahead of 11, Rainbeal. Like this Merritt Caulfield, they scratched her. They went to Geelong. She was heavily backed. Great on speed, positive ride by Linda Meach, and she was excellent there, Rainbeal. She's already been specced in betting here. Uh, six Marbusha, I think coming back from 1400s, a big plus. She's performed well down the straight in the past. And five Minaj, good win first up for the O'Shea stable. James McDonald stays aboard. I think she's certainly in the mix as well. Tough race, but I've gone eight from 11, six and five. Yeah, with the five on top, Minaj. Uh, loved her first up win in Nivison. Raced away there and was a good effort. First run for the John. Um, in second up form and has run well at Flemington. So on top for me, five. The one in next September run, form hasn't been true crash shot this preparation, bar the uh, the fast finishing third in the McEwen first up, but she's back to her, her favourite track at Flemington. She's done some of her best work here down the straight um, and yeah, back to a, a mare's group three race. Uh, she's certainly a, a strong winning chance. So five on top of one, I've got the nine, Ballistic Lover uh, in next and in for fourth, have the 17, emanated a bit of a price. My numbers, sorry, my numbers are five on top of one, nine, and 17. Um, ballistic Lava for me, coming back from the group one against the boys in the Moya, has trialled well since. And I've got Maliva September run and Minhaj for the Miners. Nine, ten, one, and five. To recap, my best and Joel's best race one, number 11, Fangirl. Joel's value bet race five, number nine, Amaralina. And my value bet race seven, number seven, Kalos. Your specials, Daniel? My best comes up in race two, the Hotham. Uh, great house, number six. And the value comes up in the Derby, race six, number seven, Jungle Magnet. All righty, Rose Hill, the venue for. Sydney racing on Saturday, and what a massive meeting that is as well. Fantastic compliment uh, to the action at Flemington. Uh, just big fields uh, right throughout the day. I don't believe there actually are any black-type races, but there's certainly plenty of money being thrown around. So we'll take you through races four, five, six, and 7, where the real big money is. And the start of those is race 4. And that is an innovation this year. Uh, and it's certainly proved extremely uh, popular 
with the um, provincial and small city stables that it is, it is uh, it, it's aimed at, and that's the Midway series, this being the four pillars, uh, and it's worth uh, 700000 Joel, have you, uh, just speaking of Midway, do you, uh, do you know why it's called the Midway? Um, no. Well, you know, they've, they had the highway, so I guess that's it's not quite country trainers. It's the city trainers and provincial trainers with a, um, you know, a certain amount of runners in their stable. So that's and, and how many winners they had in their previous season. So I think they've just run with the highway down to the midway. Yeah, it probably doesn't make much sense. Yeah, the midway. Yeah, no, that that does that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking maybe it was you know the other thing, the battle of midway, and this is for the battlers, but uh, possibly not. Um, the four pillars, seven hundred thousand bucks, benchmark sixty eight handicap. Uh, obviously, special conditions as far as the um, <clears throat> as far as the qualification goes. Anyway, it's a big big field. Eighteen to face the starter plus two emergencies. Uh, Joel. What did you make of this one? You're actually quite keen on one, I believe. Yeah, look, it's a, tr a tricky race, to, or tr a tricky program to come up with a best bet. And I've been uh, just thinking that this filly, Kiss Sum, was going to be winning this race for a few weeks. So, yeah, I've made her my best. She's good odds, $15. Uh, the Tracy Bartley trained filly. Her first up win at the Provincials was excellent. And then her next two in midweek city grade, she just has had nothing go right. She's sort of travelled up in behind them around the turn and then got into trouble, blocked, held up. And then once she's gotten clear, she's reeled off good late splits when the race was all over. Good barrier draw, blinkers on. If she gets a clear crack at them, I think she can win. Uh, the two Kim War horses, hard to beat. Six, uh, sorry, four different strokes, deserved favourite, lobbed in a perfect spot and was a dominant winner last time out. Hugh Bowman sticks inside gate. It'll be hard to hold out. And the stablemate 12, Conrad. Well, he's got form around Mizzou and Mokalua. Uh, that form should be good here. He had a big weight first up, just got out sprinted, but stuck on well for third. Down to 55 and a half. He's ready to peak. And 13 all Machiavellian. Terrible barrier. He's won three of his last four. The miss was in the gloaming where he just wasn't suited. I liked his win against the older horses last time out. He shouldn't be 50 to one, but granted, he will need some luck from the gate. 16 on top from 4, 12 and 13. With what it won at some odds as well. And the only made in the field, the 18 Verbach. Three-year-old, uh, look, his form has been around the mark in all eight stars. He's had six placings, yet to win one. Um, but he has beaten 2-2 Carker over this trip in Brisbane, a listed race. Um, he's come back for th this time around with three runs. <clears throat> uh, third, not been far by Bella Roog in a pretty decent, I thought, made at Kensington midweeks. Um, look, he's up against it here because he's... <clears throat> He's yet to win a race, and he's taken on some good older horses, tried and true. But 53 kilos from a good gait, um, I thought he might be over the odds. He's got a bit of talent, um, Verbeck, and certainly one with um, with a bit of a future. So I thought it was over the odds in this race and in a wide-open race, admittedly. So the 18 on top, 11, Darylina Bell. Um, her form's hard to ignore. She won the first three and then was brave in defeat on a heavy nine last start. Um She'll be hard to beat, no doubt. 16, kiss some, giving him a chance as well. Uh, thought his Wyong win on the uh, first start was excellent. And a couple of good city races at his next two. Hasn't been disgraced there. Um, and in for fourth, have the 14, Cove Star. 18 on top of 11, 16 and 14.
Race five at Rose Hill on Saturday is the Kiprios Group Rose Hill Gold Cup, 2,000-metre quality, worth 750000 Joel, how, uh, how did you see this one? Yeah, well, it's an intriguing race, isn't it? Because uh, we've had the, the lead-ups uh, that Think It Over has been winning, uh, been wait for age races. Now he's got 61, and there's big weight turnarounds against him. And, of course, we've got Gold Trip, who... Um, well, I guess the Victorian vets ruled ineligible last week for the Cox Plate, but uh, the team, Mar Eustace team, have sent him to Sydney and uh, all appears well for him to start. So they're the top weights at 61. They've got the class. I'm sticking with Think It Over. He's just in the zone. He's got the right gate. Nashville Willow rides him well. I know he's got weight turnarounds against him, but I think he can win again. Six Sky Lab. So same Quinella. Uh, I liked him to run second in the Craven, and it was a good second too. He was sort of put under pressure on the turn. Back in the field, a small field, they didn't run along all that quickly, but I like the way he kept finding the line. Uh, so he's uh, a good Quinella play again. 11, Kiss the Bride, desperate for this longer trip now. I think he's a sneaky hope down in the weights and one gold trip. Well, a class runner, and they were talking about you know him being a Cox Plate, a real Cox Plate hopeful. So interesting to see how he goes. Two on top, though, from 6, 11, and 1. Yeah, the two on top for me as well. Think it over his uh, past two wins. 2,000 metres have uh, been excellent. He's just uh, such a reliable, honest horse. And I think he continue, can keep it going here, even though he rises from 59 to 61. One gold trip. Um, yeah, it's sort of obviously unseen here in Australia, but comes here with a good wrap, um, decent fresh, decent enough fresh form, and uh, 2,000 metres looks the right trip for him first up. So two on top of Garaja, who has been a little bit disappointing this preparation. Uh, didn't have much luck, admittedly, two back. Dropped out. Um, okay, in a small field, smaller field last start. Uh, he's, a bit, he's had a bit of a freshen up since the last start run. Um, I hope he can some, capture some of his best form, because if he does, he's certainly a, a trifecta hope. And in for fourth at the five, Lions Raw. Uh, noticeable improver up to 2,000 metres last start. My numbers, two, one, seven, and five. Race six at Rose Hill on Saturday is the classic legend stakes named each year after the winner of the previous year's Everest. This is worth a million bucks at set weights and penalties, Joel. 1,300 metres. Yeah, interesting race. I just, will, I guess, got to wait and see what the final field looks like. We've got Mars Crusader, Eduardo. Uh, you know, I guess there's still chances to come down here and run at Flemington on the, on the last day. So, that, you know, that, that, I know Eduardo's still up in the air whether he runs here. Uh, Kementari, obviously a dual acceptor as well. But I've gone with two mask Crusader. He's going to need, you know, a few things to go his way because that's his style. But, uh, gee, he zoomed home in the Everest. Uh, another couple of bounds, he would have grabbed Nature Strip. I think he's the one to beat. Two six, uh, six I Am Superman, I think, is the value. He is a good... Second up horse, three wins from five goes. And I thought he did enough in the Premier Stakes at 1,200. 1,400, I'd be more confident, but uh, 1,300 will have to do. He's got a good gait. Uh, one Eduardo, class runner. He could do with a bit of give in the ground. I'm not sure if we're going to get that or not. But um, if we do, then certainly a, a tick for him. And four trekking. Well, he wants it dry. Uh, the Everest, uh, the, the track sort of dried out a bit in the Everest, dried out enough for him, and he ran really well. He's having a good prep, the seven-year-old, and with a bit of luck, he can feature. Two on top, though, from six, one, and four. Yeah, I thought it was hard to ignore Mars Crusader. Um, 
in this considering how well he went in Everest. Um, zooming home from the back of the field and, and obviously wins all bounds. I think he's just hard to pick uh, hard to pick against in this the two. Um, can jump with them hopefully and hard to hold out. One Eduardo, again he was very good in that Everest, um, sticking up, sticking on for on the speed. Was back there to four dollars twenty and look he's run another honest race as he always does. Um, three-time winner at this track from four starts. So they're the, clearly the two, as the market suggests. 16, Libertini, give me a chance to sort of show her best form. Um, okay in the Everest on a, on a wet track, not her preferred going. Um, back into a, a slightly weaker race here. And in for fourth, the six, I'm Superman. 2-1, 16-6. And finally, of these big money races at Rose Hill on Saturday, the big one is race seven. They don't come much bigger money than this. It is the 4X Golden Eagle, 1,500 metres, set weights for four-year-olds, and it is worth $7.5 million, John. Yeah, well, this is a cracking race. Um, you know, another tough, wide-open race. We've got Group 1, Last start, Group 1 winning form up towards the top, Private Eye, and I'm Thunderstruck from the Turak and the Epsom. Uh, just a stack of chances. You can go a million different ways here. But uh, I have gone for number three, Aegon, who, look, I thought he showed that he'd come back as a four-year-old and, and ran really well in the Memsey. Excellent late section. was there coming from last run fourth uh, to Behemoth. Went to the Maccabi Diva. He camped on the leaders. He loomed up like he just had plenty to give. And as soon as Luke Curry let him go, there was just nothing there. Clearly an issue. He did bleed from one nostril. All was not well. They took him home to New Zealand. He trialled super and they brought him back to Sydney. So, yeah, a bit of an arduous campaign, I guess you could say. But he's a class galloper. And I think if you forgive him one bad run where, as I said, he was travelling very well there, I think he uh, deserves another chance. I'll be backing him and also a tissue who was my top pick in the Epsom. And I thought she ran really well. I don't mind the wide gate here. I, I know they've put the blinkers on, but gee, I hope they ride her a bit quieter. They've put her right into the Race her last couple. She needed to win the Bill Ritchie to get into the Epsom. Um, thought maybe they were a little bit too positive with her in the Epsom, but you know, it was a great ride by Kathy O'Hara. She got her into a lovely spot from a, a tricky gate. And she had her chance. She ran well. I just think um, ridden a bit quieter here off a, what should be a fast speed, 1500 Rose Hill. That's usually the, the recipe. I think she can uh, be a, a winning chance at big odds. In for third, number 13, Maximal. Well, we've got three imports making their Australian debut here, and this bloke is definitely the most intriguing. A three-quarter brother to Frankel. He's just got Group 1 form everywhere you look. Second to Hurricane Lane, numerous, uh, multiple Group 1 winner over in the UK. Second to Baid at Newmarket last time out. That horse has won a couple of Group 1s since. So he's a, a real proper horse. He's just going to need a, a little bit of luck and a good ride from Alicia Collett. And in for fourth, the Turak winner. I'm thunderstruck. But, uh, yeah, very, very good race. Three from 18, 13, and two. With the 18, a tissue, yeah, she'll go back from, certainly in the second half of the field, get a chance to run on off a, off a what looks a genuine tempo, this big field. Um, she's had an excellent preparation up in the Epsom last start, although she did have a chance with the lightweight, as Joel said, but she still hasn't run poorly. She's... Still in the improve, I think, and um, looking at the last crack of them here, the 18, the next factor on a day. The tissue, 11 in next count to Rupee. A uh, little bit unlucky in the Silver Eagle last day. It was a race that a few horses were unlucky with the, hook, the leader breaking down on the turn. Um, he saw it, he saw it copped a check there and 
was caught wide, but um, he's kept running on strongly to the line and only gone down in third by half a length. Um, when it, when a, the win previous was good. Looks you're going the right way. This preparation count to Rupee and will improve up in trip, I think. So he's a, he's, def, he's a big chance in this. The two on Thunderstruck, hard to ignore. The Rupert Clark, third, two back, and then deserved group one win. Excellent ride for John McNeil there. Um, very lightly race horse. Already had five wins from the eight starts, but <clears throat> this, looks, this looks a good race for him if he can get the right run. And eight, Exo Boom, uh, fan of his, was a deserved win. Last start, third up. Didn't have much luck first and second up. Um, relished a drop in grade to win nicely last time. He can go on with it. Very talented on his day, Exo Boom. 18, 11, 2 and 8. All right. Uh, we, uh, that, that just wraps up the Rose Hill meeting. Your specials, uh, Joel's best came up against Daniel's value bet in the four pillars. Joel, race four, number 16, kiss some, his best. Daniel's value bet race for number 18, Verbeck. Uh, your Daniel's best and Joel's value bet come up later on the program. So, Joel, you start us off with race 10, number 14, Karma Zone. Yes. Uh, well, we're throwing, having a throw at the stumps here. $81, this bloke. Um, I think that's silly odds. He needs to, you know, take the next step this prep and he's probably going to improve, well, he will improve over longer trips. But I like the progression he made last time in. Put a couple of wins together. He came to town over 2,200. Didn't have all the breaks, but ran pretty well. Really like the way he tacked the line in his latest trial. Alicia Collett was aboard there. Um, 1,300, yeah, it's probably, probably a shade short. But if there's good tempo, he can duck and wee from the, uh, from the soft barrier draw and with a light weight. I think he's probably a 30 to 1 chance, not 80 to 1. So, yeah, keen to play him each way in the last. Uh, my best comes up in race eight uh, on the lead. Look, he's had his chance a couple of starts of late and he's run well. He's finished runner up to Volucci Babe, Gosford, and then San Leo, a bit too nippy from over 1,000 metres last start. Metres here. Yeah. Um, I think a bit more, a bit more his go. He's drawn ideally. He'll settle. I'm just off the speed and um, should get every chance. And he proved too good for these on his best form. A benchmark 78 like this is um, be hard to beat. And I think it'll be hard to beat here with the right run. There is a pretty handy one in Delexo. He's won three or four of this preparation at the six. But those two look the only winning chances for me. I think on the leads, um, uh, gets his right race here up to 1,100 metres. So he's my best of the day at Sydney. Race eight, number four. All righty, that wraps up Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill Gardens. Now, Joel, you uh, have to depart us fairly soon, so we will switch from Rose Hill straight across the Tasman to where they are racing at Awapuni and Tauranga. Yeah, a couple of uh, decent meetings there. We've got black type action at both of them. Uh, first of all, at Tauranga, uh, we've got an eight-race card. My best bet is race three, number nine, Rosen Power. Got the cash for us a couple of weeks ago as our value bet. She's just a really good beginner out of the gates, just jumps straight to the front and uh, she can control things. She's going to win a lot more races, this girl. And I think while she's down on the minimum up to open handicap grade, she's going to be hard to beat. Best value needs a couple of scratchings, but may well get that because there's a couple with wide draws with no riders. Race two, number 16, Mistress Minx. A form on paper looks terrible, but she... Has got more ability than that. Her debut win was excellent. She's just gone off the boil a little bit. Her last run was puzzling. Uh, 
the apprentice jockey was questioned by the stewards for his lack of vigour in the straight. Um, a couple of gear changes here. I just think that was too bad to be true. Her first up run, even though it says ninth, was quite good. She hit the line pretty well there at Tarapa and just willing to give her another chance third up at a big price. At Awapuni, the best comes up in race four and that's number seven, Town Crier. Both runs back from a spell during the Hastings Carnival. The first up run was excellent when runner-up. A little bit disappointing next time, but had a wide run and certainly wouldn't be sacking her off that effort. Out to 1,600, third up looks a positive. And as for the value, race seven, number eight, can I get an amen? Very consistent mare, this. She's better when she gets up in trip a little bit. 1,100, probably right on the limit for her. But she trialled really well recently, winning her, her heat in nice time. She's drawn nice in gate four. So and if they run along, she can get over the top of them at an each way price race. Seven, number eight. All right, Joel, thank you very much for your contribution today. Uh, we may well reconvene on Sunday or Monday with, uh, well, Monday probably, with the uh, with a Melbourne Cup Day preview podcast. And you'll email me your Lazy Lobster, which will come up later on the show. But uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you very soon. Indeed. Thanks, gents. Good luck, all. All righty. Uh, Morford Bill, the, ven the venue for... Adelaide racing on Saturday on the course proper. And there is a listed race involved. It is race eight, the John Letts Cup, formerly known as the Tokyo City Cup. It is over 1,800 metres and it's at set weights and penalties. Uh, Daniel, how did you see this one? Uh, I thought it was a <clears throat> race that was a bit of value uh, to be had and I've gone that way with the 11 Meanie from the McAvoy camp. I think she's about... 20 to 1 or thereabouts. She's run the much. She's finished ninth of 17 in the Murray Bridge Cup, but it was a sneaky good run. Not a whole went, not a whole lot went right in the straight. She was sort of in between runners and looking for a way clear on the turn. Um, she seems to have found a run. Baron Vorsa seems to have found a run on her, but that run quickly closed. She had to sort of come come off heels and start a run again. And um, she hit the line strongly, but by the time she sort of really got out and um, was able to warm up. It was it was too late, but she's finished as well as anything. Um, I thought through the line, drawn a lot better this time around. She's drawn the inside gate here. She drew 14 or 17 in that Murray Bridge Cup. She'll settle much closer than she did in that last race. And um, with a little bit of luck in the straight, she's running on hard. She's certainly a talented mare on her day. Um, and a race like this is well within her reach. So definitely an each way play. Um, Meany, race eight, number 11. Perfect route. Was it was very good in that same race. He too was um, a little bit unlucky. Probably doesn't beat the winner Regala Di Gartano, but um, certainly finishes top three if he sort of gets out at the right time. He was held up for sort of the four hundred to the two hundred and ran on nicely. Went out, so he's a lightly raced gelding. Plenty of um, improvement to come, and he's having a good preparation. So they look the main two, eleven on top of eight. Two Regalo Di Gartano won that reference race last start. It was an excellent win. Did have a, a good run in transit, but um, good effort to win second up in a, a pretty decent race. And the twelve Pres de Trois in next thought was a bit of a knockout um, chance as well at odds. So eleven on top of eight, two and twelve. And race eight number eleven, Mini was your value bet on. The Morphville card, talk us through your best. Sorry, no. Uh, yes, indeed. Talk us through your best, which is race six, number four, Crown Monarch. Yeah, it did make her uh, my best value of the day, Morphville, first up. And 
Um, she was backed in the favouritism there off a quite a quite a nice jump out or quite a nice trial. She's given she's had too much to do there first up, um, turned sort of third last, and she's run on quite well without threatening. Um, but here second up with that run under the belt, up the key up to twelve hundred metres, and this isn't a whole lot tougher than what she saw that day. So giving her a, an excellent chance here to um, go a few better. <clears throat> up to 1,200 metres, uh, might, might be hard to beat Crown Monarch, um, certainly be flashing home late. So race six, number four, the best bucks. Alrighty, Eagle Farm is the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday and uh, we're going, it's a big, uh, well, it's not a big car, but it is a 10 race car. And you are holding off for the first two legs of the quaddy for your specials. Daniel, start us off with race seven, number four, Black Magnum. Yeah, excellent first up record. This horse He's a new addition to the stable, Tony Gollan Camp. He was previously with Mark Newnham in New South Wales, and his Sydney form um, reads quite well for this. He was second to emanate when first up last time in. He's won three races from six when first up, and the recent trial at Doombin was very good. Hit the line nicely under his own uh, under his own steam. There did all he had to. Finds a very winnable race here first up. Against uh, either Wolf and perhaps Hidden Hale, the only real dangers. But even though it is a small field, there's just not many winning chances in the race. Look, Black Magnum from a good draw uh, with that first up form as a reference will be hard to beat in the yeah the first leg of the quarter. Race seven, number four. Uh, the value comes up in the next race. Think high. Lightly raced uh, Gelding from the Matthew Dunn stable. Uh, both wins. He won at Gra- he's won at Grafton and Mawillabar his past two starts. So he's up in grade here, but both those wins were uh, very good visually. He's been set a task in both and been too classy to finish over the top of them um, in both those wins. He's only going to keep improving. He's only had the eight starts and he drops 54 kilos here. Uh, I think um, there's a bit more upside than a few of these and I think can handle this uh, the, the rise in class. I think I quite a Quite a nice-looking um, prospect, I think. So, first go in town. I think he's I think he's able to handle it just fine. Race eight, number nine. Think high. Good each-way play. All righty, Ascot, once again, the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. And, uh, whoa, what a card. There's 11 races there. Uh, washed out on Wednesday, so they just thought they'd chuck a couple of those onto the card, which is uh, exactly what you want to see. On a Wednesday, when you've uh, got limited space in your form guide, but as it turned out, the fields are so small that uh, it all fitted quite comfortably anyway. Um, there are two Group 3 races at Ascot on Saturday. The first of them is Race 9, the Tad Touch Prince of Wales Stakes. This one is over a 1,000 metres uh, at Wait for Age. And our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, likes Elite Street to beat Indian Pacific Mervyn and Stageman. That is two four, six, and five. Second of the group threes at Ascot is race 10, Hosemasters Asian Bow Stakes. Uh, this one is a 1,400-metre handicap. And one of BJ's favourites here is Kiss on All Four Cheeks, number five, to beat Western Empire, a very smart um, Peter's Investments, Williams Pike runner. Uh, and he's got notorious one, for third and naughty by nature for fourth. So his numbers there are five, nine, eight, and three. BJ's best 
on the Ascot card is a very special horse called God Has Chosen. That's race five, number nine, and his value bet. Race two, number three, the front bar. Well, we're about to hit the hour mark, and we have uh, finally finished with uh, previewing a massive day of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Daniel, you've scared, uh, spared our blushes last week with Berry Cart. Uh, all three of us got the money the week before, but uh, slight loss last week. Joel and I failing with Zarek and Heresy, respectively. Uh, what are you going with this week? I'm going to stay in Brisbane Barks and we'll go race seven, number four, Black Magnum, 20 on. All righty. Joel is going to go with Fangirl at Flemington. Vass is race one, number 11. Fangirl and I will go each way, race seven, number seven. Kalos also at Flemington. Well, listeners... Uh, whether you are heading to the course or not, it's going to be a massive weekend. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast. <laughs>